car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. This week we're going to be talking about tires. And I know you may be tired of hearing about how to maintain your tires. I couldn't help it. I'm so sorry. But we have some really neat facts for you and figures and how you can protect your wallet when it's time to purchase tires. And we have it all, of course, in layman's terms so you can understand we have several guests on the show this week. We have an email listener, Jill. She's going to be asking the question, what type of tires best for her vehicle? And we have automotive expert, Jerry Oaks, automotive technician for 45 years. It sounds a little familiar. Yes, it is my dad. I am a fourth generation tech. He is my mentor. Give you a little information on uh, tires and how to choose tires. And of course, we have our guest Pablo Sarmiento. He's going to be talking about why alignments are so important and we want to keep our tires looking nice, right? So we have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru. He's going to be talking about how to keep our tires looking like brand new. But first we'd like to thank our sponsor AC Delco, AC Delco Parts. AC Delco Parts, I have them in my vehicles. I have them in my non-General Motors vehicles. I do have a General Motors vehicle, and I, of course I have them in there as well. But I've been using AC Delco parts for decades and installing them in my customers' cars, uh, foreign and domestic. It didn't matter because I know that it's a high-quality part, and I can always rely on the craftsmanship of an AC Delco part. So if your vehicle's in need of a part exchange, Please ask for AC Delco by name. It has a great nationwide warranty and you won't be disappointed. Remember, ask for AC Delco. So, okay, let's get on with our show and we're going to be calling Jill. Jill has a question regarding what tires she should put on her vehicle and let's see how this all pans out. Hi, this is Jill. Hey, Jill, this is Pam. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm responding to your email. And you were asking why cars have different tire sizes. Can you tell me a little bit about why? I, I don't quite understand what the difference is and why, why would people need different size tires. Sure. Uh, that's a very good question, as a matter of fact. The reason why vehicles have different tire sizes is the way the manufacturers have designed the vehicle, steering gear, and suspension. I didn't realize that. Yes. Are you going to be purchasing tires soon on your car? Is that why you were asking? Actually, yes, I am. What kind of tires? Do you know or do you know what you'll be looking for? Uh, something to go on a Trans Am. Very nice. And so, you know, tires also come in different speed ratings as well. Are you aware of that? Uh, no. Yes, they're different. They have a S rating, which is up to 112 miles an hour, which, of course, we don't drive that fast. But the tire is rated for that. And then they have a T, and then they have an H, 
and a V and a Y. And those Y tires are for high performance tires. So that's what I'm going to want as a Y? Yes. Okay. Trans Am, I'm assuming that it has the big V8 in it and um, you're not going to go that fast, but the way the steering and suspension are set up, that is the requirement for that vehicle. And you cannot put a tire on there that is a different size than what the manufacturer says has to be on there. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate your help there, Pam. Oh, anytime. You take care and thank you for writing. Okay, thank you. Let's give my dad a call, Jerry Oaks, who has 45 years experience in the automotive industry, and see what he would recommend for Jill's Trans Am. Hello. Hi, Dad. It's Pam. Hi, honey. How you doing? Good. We need your tire expertise, please. Okay. What's part of it? We have an email writer, and she's going to be purchasing tires for her Trans Am, and she wants to know what is the best type of tire to purchase. Well, first of all, it depends on what Trans Am she has. If it's a high-performance one, she definitely has to get the high-performance type tires. It is. Okay, that's what she has to purchase, the high-performance tires. Because if she puts anything less on the car, it'll affect the handling and the safety of the automobile. Okay. There's, there's different brands of high-performance tires. It depends on how much money she wants to spend and the quality of tires she wants to get. Um, if she doesn't spend a lot of money, she may get a tire that wears out much quicker. Okay. So she needs to shop around or... She can shop around a tiny bit, but she's got to be careful because she could be pushed into something she knows nothing about and get the wrong tire put on her automobile. Okay. She has to do a little bit of research on it to find out what tire fits her vehicle the best. Okay. So it's not so much the the manufacturer, but it's the one that fits her vehicle the best. Well, that's true, but the manufacturer has something to do with it to a, to a small point. Mm-hmm. But again, she needs to pick up the tire that's going to fit the vehicle properly so it can stop and handle properly. Okay. By not doing this, she could get herself involved in an accident by not having a proper tire on the vehicle. Right. So she's going to have to, where she's at in her hometown, ask a lot of questions. She's going to have to ask some questions, yes. And she should ask questions probably from two or three different tire dealers so she gets the same answer. She needs to compare her answers to make sure she's getting the correct answer. And she should also do just a tiny bit of research, like I said before, to get the proper tire for her car. That's really good advice. Thank you, Dad. Okay, honey. Talk to you later. Okay, take care. How do you get a good price on a tire? Shop. You have to shop. And it's not actually getting the cheapest tire. It's going to be looking for the least expensive but the highest quality. That's the key. And it's going to take a lot of footwork from you. And here's something that's neglected most of the time. Tire inflation. We've spent all this money on these brand new tires. They look great. We love those sneakers. But we neglect them by not keeping air in them. But how much air do you keep in them? Well, you look on your door sticker. Well, when you open up your driver's door, inside the door jam there, you'll see various stickers. And one of them will have the tire size and the air pressure when the tire is cold. Now the front pressure can be different from the rear pressure on some cars. Each car is different. Just because you have three cars in your driveway does not mean that all three cars will take the same air pressure in the front and in the back, unless you have the same model make and year. And again, this should be a free service at your tire center or your automotive center. And again with the nitrogen, like I said before, 
Tire manufacturers and automobile manufacturers are not endorsing nitrogen at this time. Good old-fashioned what-you're-breathing-air that contains 79.9% nitrogen works just fine. In fact, tires are developed for this formula and the manufacturer's tire size and the amount of air that you place in the tires is for the atmospheric air that we breathe. And let's just touch base on the tire pressure monitoring systems that are in all vehicles today. The acronym for it is TPMS and you know it better as the little yellow tire tread that appears on your dash when a tire gets low. There's a lot of things going on with these and uh, now that they're battery operated and you'll have to replace them once in a while unfortunately at the tune between fifty and hundred fifty dollars depending upon what model you have. It's imperative that you maintain the system. It's important. We don't want you to be going down the road with a flat tire and you know you or your companions could get hurt or someone else in the car that you're going to careen into because the tire lets loose from overheating because it's low on air pressure. It's, it's not worth it. So please keep the system maintained. It's extremely important. The other thing that I may emphasize is if you are in a jam and there's no other solution, if you use Fix-A-Flat in your tire, please go to the closest automotive repair to have the tire patched and have that Fix-A-Flat removed from the tire. Also as a courtesy, please let them know you have Fix-A-Flat in the tire. When they break the bead of the tire, that's where the tire meets the rim, the shiny rim, that does splash and it gets over everything. So the technician actually can put a cloth over it to uh, protect the, his environment and his clothes and the equipment that he's using. Okay, so you're driving along and you run over an object. It could be a nail, it could be a screw, it could be a bolt, but you got something in the tire and now the tires are losing air. You have to have the tire repaired before you can go further. Do not drive on a tire that is losing air. Remember those tires that you see on the side of the road and everybody says, oh, there's a recap, it came apart and it's peeled like an orange. Wrong. The reason why that tire peeled is because somebody ran on it low on air, it heated up and it let loose. And it's just not the tire that lets loose, Remember that steel belted tire, that's going to pull off a fender, it's going to pull off a quarter panel, trust me, I've seen it at the shop numerous times that I can't even count anymore because they did not stop and put their spare tire on. Stop! It's not worth the money you're going to spend to do body work. And you know whose fault it is? It's your fault for driving on a tire that's low on air. So. You changed your tire, you did the right thing, it's in the trunk, it's time to repair it. You always ask them to have it repaired with a patch. No plugs, do not plug a tire. Putting a plug in a tire promotes tire separation. We don't want this. We want our new tires or older tires to last for a long, long time. This is an investment. Always have the tire patched from the inside this becomes as strong as the tire. Do not plug, always patch. When they perform 
the patch. You don't have to have your tire rebalanced if they do it properly. You don't have to have a new valve stem put in if they do it properly. All they have to do is patch it. And while we're on the subject of tire rotations and alignments and tire wear, here's something that you can do to help yourself. When you go to fuel your vehicle up, turn your wheels away from the gas pumps. Turn the car off. Go and check your tires on the front. See what they look like. Do they look like they're wearing even? Does it look like it's maybe wearing a little funny on one side more so than the other? If so, then go see your ASC certified technician and have them double check. This is cheaper than buying another set of tires. If there is unusual wear, they can align it and correct the situation before it gets out of hand. If it doesn't need to be aligned, then you've learned something. Another thing too is when they're checking your tires, make sure they check the air pressure in the tires. You can't do this often enough. And remember, we're using atmospheric air, not nitrogen. And if you're just tuning in, welcome back to Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and today we are talking about tires. Everything imaginable about a tire and everything you need to know to keep money in your wallet and not in your car. Let's keep that money in the wallet. Let's listen to our experts and we're going to steer you in the right direction on how to purchase tires, how to maintain tires, and teach you how to keep that new tire look. And for the second half of the show, we'd like to thank Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% Associate Owned. If you're in need of an engine or a transmission, you need to ask for Jasper by name. I've been installing them in my customers' cars for years and years and years and years. And of course, I have it in our shop truck, Jasper Engine, and it hasn't let me down yet, and it's going on six years old. Great quality product, and you know that three-year, 100,000-mile warranty, if I decided to move on and trade that vehicle in, that warranty goes with the new owner. So that's a nice spot, too. And plus, you know, it's a lot cheaper to replace either your engine or transmission than it is to replace the vehicle. So uh, keep Jasper engines in mind. Great quality product. I use them all the time. I've used them personally. So uh, let's get on to part two of our show. Another helpful hint that I tell my customers, don't do this at a gas station, but do this in the driveway at home. Again, turn the vehicle's tires away from any other vehicles in the driveway and get a pen, take the pen and run it through the groove of the tire. You'll feel a little bump. That bump is the wear indicator for the tire. In most manufacturers, it's sitting about two thirty seconds of an inch remaining of tread life for that particular tire. Again, if you're not sure, ask your ASC certified technician. That's what they're there for. That's what they've been trained for. There should be no charge whatsoever to look at your vehicle's tires. If there is, then you need to locate another ASC Blue Seal shop. This should be a free service. So let's get a technician's perspective about alignments. Pablo Sarmiento is an ASC Master L1 certified technician. Hello, this is Pablo. Hi, Pablo. This is Pam. How are you today? Okay. Good. Uh, Pablo, we got a tire question for you today. It's regarding uh, when somebody purchases a new set of tires, is it always feasible to get the alignment checked? 
Well, without getting too technical into it, uh, yes, we always suggest uh, an alignment uh, every time you get new tires. Um, because, number one, we want to ensure that the new tires start wearing properly from the very beginning. Because once a tire starts wearing bad, it keeps wearing bad. And okay. I'm not going to go in details there, but the other thing is uh, suspension deterioration, okay? Uh, a lot of the suspension parts are mounted. They're mounted on uh, rubber bushings uh, just because the manufacturer likes to keep, keep it quiet mm -hmm. and vibration-free and so on. Problem is these rubber bushings in time, they lose their integrity and therefore affecting the original geometries of the alignment. But before any alignment is done, uh, we always check for worn out parts and uh, that could present any safety issues or, or render the effectiveness of the alignment set geometries, okay? How often so, do parts wear out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not just boom, boom, do the alignment. We're also checking these things for safety before we actually do this alignment. Mm -hmm. um, besides the concern of the tire wear, um, as I already mentioned, how about safety? Uh, realizing that there's another name for alignment, and that is motion balance. Okay. Um, and as the words imply, it has to do with stability when the vehicle is moving, okay? Okay. Um, there are certain geometries of the front end alignment that won't give you tire wear, and yet it could affect the stability of the car. An example of that, uh, it would be caster. Casting is a settings, and if somebody asks me what is caster, mm -hmm. the easiest way I can tell somebody what it is is I usually tell people to look at the front fork of their bicycle, okay? Okay. And right how the front fork of the bicycle is curved forward when it meets the wheel, uh, and that's pretty much caster. And mm. on a car, uh, when you have more positive caster, it tends to keep the wheels straight. Okay. And the thing is that it depends on the suspension and the weight of the car and the width of the tires and so on and so on. The manufacturers, they, they tune uh, these uh, alignment geometries to various uh, uh, things, okay? Okay. And, and to, in order, because alignment is more like a compromise between one, one setting and the other. The, more, the most common geometries of the alignment is toe, caster, mm -hmm. and camber. Okay. And, and they get the best results between, and they give us usually specs that we, when we do the alignment on a car, we have to set the car within certain uh, uh, specifications. So that would help our new tires to wear properly? Absolutely, and, and that's the whole thing, okay? Okay. That's the whole thing is the, to promote uh, good tire wear from the very beginning, not afterwards because it's already set. Right. Uh, once the tire starts wearing bad, it keeps wearing bad. And uh, I'm going to elaborate on that just a little bit. If you remember uh, a, a coffee cup, the, you know, like the foam type. Yes. And you know how they're smaller at the bottom and wider at the top. Well, if you 
roll it, if you put it on the side, if you try to roll it, this cup is going to make a circle, okay, because it's okay. bigger on one side than it is on the other. Okay. The same thing with a tire. If a tire starts wearing bad on one edge, okay, uh, it's not going to look like the coffee cup. But uh, mm -hmm. if you measure it carefully, you're going to see that one, um, uh, one outside diameter of the tire is going to be uh, the circumference. It's going to be larger than it is on the other side, and that's going to give you that cup effect. So uh, it's, it's almost as if one tire is trying to go one way and the other one is trying to go the other way, and that will also give you wear. So that's the reason why, one of the reasons why you always want to do that alignment from the very beginning. And the other thing I usually suggest to the customer is to uh, every once in a while uh, look at the tire yourself and see that it's wearing good. Mm -hmm. If you cannot do that, take it to your mechanic and let them see it. When they do the oil change, ask them to uh, look at the tires, see how the tires are wearing. Because as, as we already mentioned, as we already know, uh, cars uh, can lose their alignment just by hitting a pothole or maybe a curve or maybe you may have a teenager on the family, <laughs> 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 and we've seen that over and over again, Points. where, you know, they just uh, borrow the car, and, you know, they always uh, mm, go out there, and who knows what they're doing with the car, and they'll never tell what oh. happened out there, but uh, we see mm -hmm. the results here very often. So you do. The cars don't lie, do they? Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Pablo, thank you for taking the time out with us, and we'll be talking to you soon. Well, yeah, thank you. Anytime, okay? Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we have our tires purchased. They're on the car. They look great. How are we going to keep them looking like that? Let's ask our uh, gadget guru, Peter Sudak, what to do. He'll have a trick or two up his sleeve. Hello, this is Peter. Hi, Peter. This is Pam. How are you today? Hi, Pam. How are you doing today? Good. This week we're talking about uh, purchasing tires. And like everything, we always like to have our tires look nice and shiny new and keep them that way. Do you have any uh, product suggestions? Uh, one, to keep your tires clean but don't have the real shiny, glossy appearance. Yes. Which I think is the best product out there. I've used it myself several times. It's called Armorall Tire Foam and Shine. Okay. Um, it's a good product to use if your tires get dirty. All you do is basically spray it on there, just spray the sidewall just all the way around. Mm -hmm. it, it foams up, and basically just let it go and forget it, and it'll just, it just dissipates by itself. It cleans all the dirt off, and then when you're done, you can wipe it off. It's look like they're brand new when you first, when you first put them on the vehicle. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, what happens if I have uh, fancy rims, you know, chrome rims or aluminum rims for that matter? It uh, won't affect them at all. Just make sure that you uh, wipe it off. If there's any excess on there, just wipe it off as soon as you can. It, doesn't, it says it won't do any damage to wheels or anything, but it's best mm. to wipe. Just make sure to wipe it off just to be on the safe side. Okay. So if I have a tire pressure monitor uh, valve stem, it won't affect that if it accidentally gets on no, that? Okay. because the, the tire pressure monitor thing is it's sealed with a rubber washer. Okay. And it cannot get in there to affect the electronic component of the sensor, so no, it will not affect that at all. Oh, good deal. Uh, do you use this product? Yes, I do. Mm. And it works very well. I'm very happy with it. That's why I, that's why I recommended it. Because I've tried a few others, and they don't really seem to clean. You, know, you have to get out there and kind of scrub them. Mm -hmm. And... 
you know, if you don't have a lot of time or you don't feel like scrubbing it, this would be the best product. Basically, it does all the work for you. Basically, just get a clean towel and just wipe off the excess, and basically, you're done. So, if you're limited on time and uh, talent, just spray this on and let it rip. Hmm? Yep. Well, how nice. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're a busy man, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so staying on the tire topic, it's time for a little automotive history lesson. This week, we pay homage to the original creator of the actual tire compound, that rubber band that goes around the rim, Mr. Charles Goodyear. Sound familiar? Well, you know it should. The inventor patented the process of rubber vulcanization back in 1844. Wow. You know, without this process, the tire as we know it today wouldn't even exist. In fact, the tire would still be made of iron or wood. You know, tires can be made of any type of product, iron, wood, etc. It looked like the old chuck wagons that you'd see in the old John Wayne movies. We'd be driving around on those. Wouldn't that be horrible? Well, John Dunlop, he's actually the first person to put a tire on a rim. You know, he put the tire on his son's bicycle back in the late 1880s. Uh, his boy was experiencing headaches while, you know, driving on the roads out in Scotland. He was hitting rocks. He was hitting tree limbs. He wasn't feeling well with this. And Dunlop says, you know, i got a solution. I'm going to put the rubber around the rim to absorb the shock from running over all these obstacles. And you know what? It worked. As a matter of fact, it worked so well that come 1890s, Michelin they introduced the first pneumatic automobile tire. Really, really popular, but you know, we got this pneumatic tire, which we have today, but gotta put air in it, right? That's how the Schrader valve and valve stem was invented. An American, August Schrader, he holds the original patent back in the mid-1890s, and not only are Schrader valves used to inflate tires, but they have use outside the automotive industry as well. Um, for example, like your home's air conditioning system, they have Schrader valves to this day, so the tech can put his gauges on at the top of the Freon off and the measure to see how your air conditioning system's working. So, you know, it's got 101 uses, those Schrader valves, and I'm glad uh, Mr. August Schrader, he decided to use them for tires. But let's get back to the tire. Another famous company, BF Goodrich, you've heard of them of course, was the first company to introduce a synthetic rubber tire in the late 1930s. And you know from there, between Firestone, a good year to Dunlop, to Goodrich, you know all these tire companies have been improving the ride and durability of the tires. Even to this day, you know they introduced run flat tire, you've heard of that. That's where the tires are capable to get the vehicle to a service station while driving flat basically because it's got a hole in it from it running over some obstacle. You know, and this is all due to the advanced engineering of the tire sidewall. But this is the surprising part and I have to throw this in because I find this not only surprising but amusing. You'd never guess who holds the number one spot for the world's largest tire manufacturer. Believe it or not, it's Lego Group. Now I know that sounds familiar because the Lego Group is the same company who makes those building blocks your kids have hanging around the house. Last year alone, the Lego Group manufactured 381 million tires 
for their little toy building block sets. And just because they're not going on cars, they're still considered tires. But can you imagine 381 million little tires? That's a lot of tires. And that's the end of our automotive history lesson this week. So this ends up our weekly session on Car Care for the Clueless. Again, thank you for dropping in and listening to our tale of tires this week. And next week we're going to be discussing how you can protect your wallet when you go to get your car service. We're going to be talking about service contracts and disposal fees, etc. So this is going to protect your wallet. That's the whole concept of the show. We want you to be a savvy car care consumer. And we hope we helped you out this week again. And until next week, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.